I've got something for you. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Mike, Jordan, give me the rock and I'm scoring. Hey, came from the bottom, that's foreign. I swear that I'm up for the sun in the morning. Yeah, they know that we ain't the same. Four or two, we rap the gang. I told them this ain't a gang. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big Leagues Chicago. We have got a packed episode. You know me. I'm Rick. You got Jose here. You got the Red Rifle Jack here <laughs> in his all black. You got Jose repping Seattle with his cracking jersey on. <laughs> you love it. You got to love it. You got to love it. We got a packed episode, like I said. We're going to start off with a quick uh, quick crosstown combo uh maybe maybe something about a trade uh and then we're gonna go into bears breakdown talk about their loss against the jets get into a little hawks talk with jack here then after that go into the sea red segment talk bulls and then we're gonna end it off with four stars of the week all right boys let's get into it jack what happened cry. crosstown combo cry. let's get I into mean, it uh, it's uh it's plain and simple the the guy that's been the leader on the south side for Last nine plus years, Jose Abreu signs a three-year deal to be the new first baseman of the Houston Astros. Three-year deal for sixty million dollars. Um, it it stinks, and you know Jose's only gotten this deal once in his career, and that being, um, I think, his second contract uh, in in his career. So uh, from the White Sox, and and that being said, Houston was willing to offer him. It's a World Series roster, <laughs> and they just solidified the fact that they've got a guy that's going to play pretty much a hundred and. Uh, 162 games um, for them, and, and he's going to hit plus 300. Yeah. And for a guy who always has a slow start because it's cold in Chicago, he's going to be in Houston, and they're in an indoor park, so it's not going to matter. So um, I like his <laughs> odds of his April and May being a little bit hotter than they have been in the White Sox uniform. But that is why we're wearing all black. I am wearing my Sox jersey, but um, it's, it, it's, more of a, it's more of a funeral rather than a uh, – um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I pretty distraught over it. Not going to lie. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it is a sad day for Sox fans. I saw, I saw Alex tweet something as well. Uh, and you guys have talked about it before on three up three down. Like how much you guys think that Jose Abreu on the Sox has been probably one of the be best players on that team. He, what he brings in the locker room. Uh, he's won an MVP with you guys. Like, it was supposed to be a World Series roster last year for you guys. Obviously, it didn't work out. But John, John in the comments here, Jose Abreu was supposed to retire White Sox player. F you, Jerry. I hope he wins an MVP again with the Astros. Jack, do you do you kind of you kind of uh, agree with what John's saying here? Hey, at least you got at least you got a um, Clevenger, right? Somebody who just came off what two Tommy John surgeries. I mean, hey, you have that going. Hey, 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 hey. relax. <laughs> He's a guy that you know if, if he uh, bounced back and, and liked the idea of a, a prove it uh, deal. We'll get there in a second, though. Uh, closing out on Jose Abreu. <laughs> I, I wish this man all the best. I think he's going to go guarantee himself three World Series contending years in Houston. Uh, mm -hmm. The man's thirty six years old. He's got to look after. 
his fingers and his fingers need a ring on it. And uh, I think going to Houston is the best way to get it done for him. And as John is saying in the chat, you know, it, the White Sox are focused on, on Andrew Vaughn being the everyday first baseman for this team um, and potentially with Gavin Sheets being the backup. But uh, mm-hmm. moving on to as, as Tony, my boy Tony, Jose has been uh, hinting at you. Know, the, the White Sox did sign Mike Clevenger to a one-year prove-it deal. It sounded like the numbers look like it's going to be $12 million uh, yep. and maybe a little bit less guaranteed, but the potential to I think, make $12 million on the season. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's a uh, a guy that's going to replace the innings that you saw Johnny Cueto throw for this team. And um, the fact is it's a pretty solid replacement. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I can't complain with it. Yes, Tony, he has had some injuries with his uh, with his throwing elbow. and uh, uh, A couple TJs, no big deal. But, you know, if, if you can hope for a back, uh, back, uh, back-to-back 100-plus uh, season, you know, I think he had 100 innings this last season. Um, and you did see him in the playoffs. Uh, he did get roughed up for a home run um, at one point. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I do feel confident with Mike Clevenger filling in that spot for Johnny Cueto. Yeah, there you go. And I, are you guys is did Quito sign with another team? Has he signed? No, with he has not that? signed with another team. He did post a, a picture of him and Dusty Baker and, and a few guys on the Reds um, way back when. And uh, you know, he's maybe hinting at uh, an offer from Houston. You know, I think their starting pitching or an ace, Justin Verlander, is uh, mm-hmm. um, he's taken meetings. He was in LA for most recent, so. He could be on the move, and with that being said, I think they've got guys like Fran Valdez um, and Co. And, and and you saw Christian Javier take the perfect game, combined perfect or combined no hitter. Uh, no hitter, yeah. Houston's got some young uh, arms that they can rely on, and and adding maybe Johnny Cueto to take in uh, the fifth spot for for what ended up being the, their A spot in in Verlander. I think they'd be okay given the fact that those young arms look so good in the playoffs and throughout the year, but. There will be an episode of three up, three down, uh, free agency breakdown, free agency talk of what's happened so far, what we expect nice. um, for for what Aaron Judge may land, what we expect for Trey Turner, all the big free agents. We will talk, obviously, a little Jose Abreu. Um, mm-hmm. This just happened. but And he being really the, the real biggest free agent that's signed so far in this free agency period. But um, we will have a three up, three down uh, episode going oh, yeah. uh, coming out this week. I, I guess I just want to. I want to ask John in the comments. I know John's in the comments listening. How hurt are you, John? Someone like Jose Abreu should have been part of that championship. I guess potential team, right? That that the Sox were supposed to put out. He was, yeah, just like Anthony Rizzo was part of that rebuild re- and the rebuild before they won in 2016, and he finally won it. That was a full circle moment, right? That's when you start off with a team with a with a team that's building. You go through the hardships, through the dog days, and get you to the championship. Abreu should have been that same guy for the White Sox. Same position, first baseman yeah. guy who was who was your glue, guy who was your who, who was a leader of that clubhouse. He had to have been that anchor, um, that anchor of the exactly team. that that literally that anchor, and for him to you know now be gone and going to the Astros. At that, the Astros, the <laughs> the, the villains <laughs> of the AL. The rich keep on getting richer. It seems like but that's why Jack's wearing all black right now. Right, that's going why. to the Astros, that man, that oof. he says worse than a breakup. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. This, this, and 
I, I remember hopping on three up, three down and being like, I don't want Jose Abreu um, for the Cubs at least. Right. And, you know, he's, he went to the Astros. He's obviously going to contribute. Like Jack said, he's probably going to have a few years there of like championship baseball. So good for him. Um, obviously John and Jack very hurt. I'm Super sure hurt. Alex is, Super yeah, fucking I'm sure hurt. Alex is feeling it as well. So, um, yep. do, you, do you have anything on Crosstown Convoy? I think the Cubs, the Cubs have stayed quiet. They've been linked to a couple no, guys, but that's about it. That's the only thing I'm kind of happy about in this situation. I mean, it, it fucking sucks that it's Houston, and, and that was kind of mm-hmm. just another um, kind of sword to the chest in a, another direction, but he's not going to the Cubs. So I am happy to know uh, that didn't happen as there was speculation <laughs> that, uh, that the Cubs were going to be involved in his free agency sweepstakes. But And maybe they were. We'll find out. Well, maybe we won't, but um, Jose Abreu, mm-hmm. Houston Astros, uh, he will. And funny enough, and of course, fucking Houston's first game at home, raising the banner versus this White Sox team. So uh, Jose is going to be on the, gonna be on the other side of it. He's not going to get a, any recognition for it, but um, he'll get a little taste of what a winning ball club looks like under a winning manager, Dusty Baker, who looks like he's returning for Facts. another season. So. Um, good for Jose in that sense. Wish him all the best. Sorry we couldn't, uh, couldn't put the team that you deserved in front of him. And, um, you know, I think the fans will definitely let the front office and ownership know about this in the upcoming season. But it, this was what to, to be expected in the reality of it. Yep. And we got John here in the comments. Abreu filled the shoes of Paul Canerco, who you learned to love just as much as PK. He deserved to stay, but also he does deserve a ring. I think all Sox fans agree with that. He does deserve a ring. It hurts to say, but he has a better chance to win with the Astros. And John agrees with you. He'd prefer him to go to Houston over the Cubs. Um, <laughs> and is he, he's even going to buy an Astros John, jersey. With John, I got to go against <laughs> – no, nah, John, that, you can't, can't, get, can't buy the crap from Houston. <laughs> this shit's just the same color as uh, throw up. It's, just, it's uh, fucking cheaters. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's disgusting. All right, let's move on to Bears breakdown gonna put on uh, jose if you want to put on the overlay the one we got set up for for the, for uh everyone here watching us here on the live stream bears lose five in a row this week to a mike white jets team um five in a row three and nine on the season and then not only did they lose in a bad fashion but there was a lot of injuries so just to kind of go over the game quarter in, in the first quarter Jets led seven to three after Garrett Wilson eight yard touchdown reception from Mike White. And then Cairo Santos hit a field goal second quarter. Uh, the bears were in the lead for a second uh, Pringle with a four yard touchdown reception from uh, Simeon. You had another Garrett Wilson touchdown reception for 54 yards. And then Zerlane came in with a field goal to make it 17, 10 jets going into halftime. Then third quarter, Basically, that's where they lost it. Um, Elijah Moore had a 22-yard touchdown reception. Ty Johnson with a 32-yard rushing touchdown. And that was basically all she wrote. There was no scoring in the fourth. Pretty much that was that was the game, right? So, uh, yeah, let's look. Bad clan here. We all knew the Bears were going to lose, but it sucks about the injuries. 100%. And let's kind of start off with um, Simeon starting over uh, Peterman. There was a lot of stuff going on before the game. An hour and a half before the game, Justin Fields was ruled out. Then it was like, okay, Simeon's is gonna, Simeon is going to start. Then he hurts his oblique during warm-ups, and that's when I think Jay Glazer said, hey, 
um, Nathan Peterman's going to come in to start. Then they started throwing on the sidelines. I don't know what exactly happened. Either way, uh, Simeon ended up starting. And even though he looked good in that first quarter, first drive, it just Simeon is who he is. You know, he's a backup quarterback. He's been a backup quarterback. He started for the Denver Broncos. He looked good. Kyle from Only Football said he's gonna be he he was gonna be pretty good. And he looked good in that first drive, but that was kind of it. So uh Jose, what are your thoughts on like Simeon and and that game, I guess? Um, well, first, I'm, I was one of the guys, you know, I, I'm working for the Bears broadcast. You know, we heard right away that Simeon was, was going to be out, right? And then Peterman was going to yeah. be out. So I'm like, I'm like, whoa, this is this okay, whatever. It's happened. Pretty weird, right? Pretty odd because he was warming up and mm-hmm. I don't know where he gets hurt. And then it wasn't that much longer afterwards when, when you know, I was hearing again, well, he's warming up again. Yeah. So right when Peterman was being named already as a starter, you then started to then we you then started to hear well Simeon is working out so there is a possibility that he might play so it's like what is going on here yeah did honestly. he really get hurt are the Bears <laughs> trying to psych out the Jets with Trevor Simeon like yeah. what is this right <laughs> I, I mean I'm because like, I'm telling you it wasn't that much long after I texted you guys Simeon out I started yeah. hearing well he is warming up mm-hmm. so maybe he tweaked something maybe he just he just felt uncomfortable whatever the case was yeah we knew we, I knew going in that this team didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. And it was very apparent. Look, Trevor Simeon, not bad. Um, you know, I, I said it right away, like in the, in, the, in the first half, he was making other wide receivers that we don't normally get to see with Justin Fields as quarterback look good. Like Pringle had a touchdown. Claypool started to have yeah. some some uh, some catches, right? Um, but with that being yep. said, you've seen and how much this team really misses Justin Fields. Really. Yes. I mean, the fact that we only scored 10 points after weeks of scoring – almost 30 plus. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. And it shows how talented, how much, how for real Justin Fields is not, not, not trying to go to Justin Fields. I know, I know the questions about Simeon, right. But it's hard not to, mm-hmm. I think as a backup, Simeon has experience. He's, you know, it's not a, he's not a bad backup, but this, I think we, you know, as the, the caption says, what do we learn about the bears? Well, I, feel, I think we learned a lot and that's, um, you know, this is how we look guys with, a, with this is how we look with, 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 with the subpar quarterback. We suck without him. Exactly. We, suck we just without suck him. without him, basically. But well, I, I, I learned a lot. I mean, I feel like we all fucking knew this. You know, it, the second you remove Eddie Jackson from that secondary, you really have no one back there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, you know, Jalen Johnson played, right? He did, yeah. You know, and, and he is still a, a good corner. But <laughs> the fact is the defense is is awful. And yeah. uh, the offense, uh, once you throw – um, you know, kind of you lose Justin Fields, a guy who clearly is a mobile quarterback and is starting to find his way with his arm. I'm not, you know, totally sold there yet, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, all the upside is there in the world. And then you, you throw in kind of your standard typical quarterback in Trevor mm-hmm. Simeon, you know, not someone who's mobile. He's going to make a few throws that are, you know, standard typical of a backup quarterback. He's going to miss a few throws that are, or, you know, typical of a backup quarterback. You know, I, I yep. think exactly what happened. Um, you know, everything that was that happened on Sunday was like pretty expected. And and I know it's the Jets, and you know, no one can kind of really say they're real. And I know they had that quarterback situation, but uh, it seems yeah. like Mike Mike White is able to piece together a solid performance each year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I think so to John's point and uh, it'll get up onto the screen, but I'm seeing it here a little bit quicker. Um, you know, Simeon is straight cheeks. I, I if you threw Dalton, <laughs> if you threw Dalton into, uh, if you threw Dalton into this, this formation, uh, like he was last year, two years ago, whatever it was, um, I, I still see the similar result. I mean, a guy that can't run a guy that can throw a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, has really no receiving core to throw to. I know. Yes. Claypool had a little bit of a better game, but the fact yeah. is that Byron Pingle is catching pa- touchdown passes for us. That's a fucking issue. Yeah. You know, I, I know he was decent at Kansas city, but like that is just not going to get it done for this bears team. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, Darnell Mooney was kind of rolled up on, on the, I think what it was a running play to Montgomery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of the reality of it. And the bears had been kind of um, lucky in the sense of not losing anyone to some serious injuries. And it sounds like we're going to lose, uh, you know, obviously with the news that Mooney's out for the year, um, yeah. it sounds like we'll lose Eddie Jackson for quite a while with him being in a walking boot um, from what we're seeing. So I don't know. I just think I, I, I just wasn't surprised. That's basically my point. And, and that's, and that's kind of what I was going to say too. I wasn't too surprised, although I thought maybe um, with the Getsy play calling, maybe it would have been a little bit better. And it's just like, again, what did we learn about the Bears without Fields? We suck without Fields. We can't provide the the the, the line uh, protection for a pocket passer. We don't have the talented wide receiver. Is this does this say more about Getsy's play calling, Simeon's playing uh, the line, or the talent we have a wide receiver? There's just so many questions, right? That we, that need to be answered. And 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 Simeon isn't. Simeon isn't like uh, I guess I, I'd compare him. I'd compare a backup quarterback to like Chase Daniel, who was the backup for Trubisky. Mm-hmm. He, you know, when he came in those those couple games in 2018 when Trubisky was out, the Bears were winning games and he was able to mm-hmm. manage it. Simeon is serviceable just, enough, yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is too, the Jets are very good on defense. They're very very good on defense. So again, I was glad that Fields didn't play, but. I mean, the line is terrible. The wide receivers are terrible. Without Fields, this team is boring. It's almost it's almost like a Houston Texans team. They just can't get any offense going. Uh, oh, my bad, bad clan here. Real quick, sorry, bad clan here in the comments. I feel as Fields should switch to running back, and we should draft the quarterback because Fields has a hard time hitting his targets, but he sure can run. Now, here's here's one of the things I will say to that comment. No. Fields Fields is 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 a is a very good rushing quarterback. The thing is, he needs to develop that pass game. He can't develop it with with being behind that offensive line that we have. Speaking of injuries, Riley Reef, Larry Borm injured. Tevin Jenkins was 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 uh injured as well last week, didn't come in. Um and and I think uh oh god, what's his name? Lucas Patrick as well is still injured. And when you have Mustafer and oh god, I forget the other guy's name, it's going to be a bad day. So, I don't I, I don't agree with that. Don't don't switch fields to running back. He's going to be a good good quarterback. He's Lamar Jackson without the development of the passing game yet. That's yep. what it is. Jose, I you agree. agree? I agree one hundred percent. He he could develop into a Lamar Jackson type of player for sure. Like you said, just needs to develop. Look, the Bears guys, believe it or not. Although we were talking about this earlier, right? Chicago sports right now sucks. There's yes. no if fans or buts about it. But. I'm actually very content with the Bears as they stand currently, presently, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you look, we have the most cap space out of every team next year. 
We're yep. currently sitting at number two in the draft. Continue to lose. We lost <laughs> Mooney. It's Mooney's, Mooney, Mooney's loss is, is, a, is a significant loss. Yep. I would be 100% okay with sitting Justin Fields the rest of the way. 100%. Let him get healthy, even if he's not even that hurt. Let him rest. Mm -hmm. Let him sit. Lose. Because I want to stay number two. And number two, if we could, if we could stay at number two, we could pick up somebody like Will Anderson Jr. coming out of Alabama, who's a number one ranked prospect, defensive end, edge rusher. Defensive end, yeah. This guy is legit, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We can get someone like him, bolster up that defensive line. He's cheaper. We got rid of Robert Quinn for that reason. Yep. We're going to continue to lose games. I disagree with the the targeted player. I, th I see this team, you know, I think they'll get this second pick. And I think like, uh, uh, like Rick, I think we'll get into a little bit earlier. Um, I think they trade it. You know, it, it, yeah, they don't need a defensive end at this point in time. As you just said, it's offensive line and wide receiver. Um, I get it. Going, they get need it. A, They need a defensive end. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, I, th I still think uh, this team trades down. And, and if there's an offensive line, that's, Lineman that's pretty good at 12, 13. I think they take that and they take the extra pick for next year. I, I, I get it. And, and, that, and that goes against everything I said is I want them to, to focus on offense, right? I get it. But when you're in that, when you're at number one, number two, if you're, when you're top, literally top three, you get mm -hmm. best available. You have to. You get whoever's the best available there. And if you're number two, that's tempting, right? Mm -hmm. Because this guy should be number one, but Houston needs a quarterback. Yeah. So they're so they're they're more than likely going to go quarterback. Yeah. If it was any other team with a quarterback, that guy's going number one. And I don't. And then you, you don't want that to be a generational type player, and that you miss out on. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And the reason why I say sit fields because you're just going to get this guy hurt. Rick, you said it earlier about the offensive line, but here, this is but you know Luke Mooney's loss is a much mm -hmm. bigger loss than I, than than we all think. He has 16 more catches and nearly 300 more receiving yards than any other wide receiver on that team. Yeah. He's number one. He's number, He's one. number one. Yeah, He's a leading receiver with 40 catches and 493 yards. Take that off. He's not going to be there the rest of the season. What, who, what yeah. is Justin Beals going to do? I get Chase Claypool is supposed to be that guy, mm -hmm. but now that Mooney's gone, who do you think they're going to be? Who, who do you think they're going to be going after? Yeah. It's yeah. going to be Chase Claypool. So then you have to yeah. rely on someone like um, Cole Komet. And as you can see, he's going to be up and down. He's not going to have games like he has been all season long. So, and and I I, I said this last week, right? Like, don't start fields by any means possible. The, the thing I'm kind of leaning towards now, right, is if he misses, he missed this week against the Jets. If he misses next week against the Packers, I'm cool with it. And then we go into the bye week. He's got three, almost four weeks of, of resting, of healing. But if he wants to come back week 15 – and finish out the last four weeks and develop a more uh, pass-first approach to, again, to develop his passing, pocket passing, to become a more complete quarterback, uh, I would be down. But, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to him sitting the rest of the year if it's a lingering issue. Again, I said this last week, I don't need him, our first franchise-looking uh, quarterback in forever, to go life. down because of a of a shoulder a lingering shoulder injury, right? But this does I, this does um, beg a great question: Is what do you do with a pick if you are a top three, top four pick? Do you trade it, uh, or or do you pick somebody? Because and exactly like a bad clan saying, our O line has been whack for years now. 
do we get an offensive line in the first round where we have struck out tremendously? Do we go defense? Do we trade it for a halt? Because you know, a team who needs a quarterback, uh, especially with this year's draft being so quarterback heavy, will give up a lot. We're talking about uh, possibly a Carolina that needs a quarterback. They need a they need something at quarterback. Um, we're looking possibly a Seahawks team that may make the playoffs, but you know, do they have talent that we can get for trading that and you know getting getting a little lower in the um, in the uh, draft order? And Poles is already has already fielded a lot of rookies that he's picked last year and they're already producing. So I trust polls a little bit more in the later rounds uh, than I would a lot of other GMs. So depending on what we can get, and I think he should take all the calls. He should uh, weigh all his options for this, possibly getting a haul for that number two, three, four pick. So Jose, you, you, or Jack, you said, you said trade the pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the, you, I'm definitely on the train of, train of of trading it and jose you're not you're not on the trade the pick you're like let's get that defensive end from alabama and i I mean i i I could see both sides go ahead it's either it's either that or an offensive lineman right i just i i just don't see i i don't i'm not a huge college football guy but i watch it enough that i feel like i would have heard enough about this guy from alabama to be of the likes of like a miles garrett or a a chase young i don't think he's that type of a um, generational talent at the at the end. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a little bit of a uneducated uh, opinion there. Uh, but I, I just don't see that being you know, if a team is more hungry to get themselves into a position to to have that second pick, um, you know, I think teams are going to pay handsomely for it. I think the Bears would be stupid not to listen to it. And uh, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting. You know, yes, we keep talking about how much money they've got. How aggressive are they going to spend that money? How immediate are they going to spend that money? Uh, so, I mean, that's that's why I think throughout the whole season, and as we've been saying, you know, I think the the real excitement for Bears fans comes the second free agency opens. Um, and I, I think, you know, like we said, we need to protect Justin Fields. And the fact is, yes, he can run, and it's great, but he's like the third most touches for or third most uh, attempts for. Uh, for rushing in the league Mm -hmm. in all of including running backs. I mean, that's just not a sustainable thing um, for a quarterback. You, especially in this league where people are stronger, people are faster and people are hitting hard. So, uh, you know, I just, I get worried about that and I I get worried about the durability. I mean, you can tell by the third quarter of most of these games, he's pulling or he's holding and, and, and squinting with his hamstring and groins. And you can tell his legs are, are pretty uh, tired by the end of it. And, and I know <laughs> yeah. you saw, it's kind of funny. I was, I was watching the game uh Sunday night's game. And it was like, don't break uh, what it fields had. What? One fifty one. The rushing yards. Yeah. One hundred or something like that. One forty. I can't remember if it was more or less than Hertz. I was just hoping Hertz wouldn't pass whatever fields his career rushing. Uh, per oh game was. yeah. yeah. He was that. close. He was close. So I don't know, but I, I just, I think you got to protect the guy. Um, I know, you know, yes, losing Darnell Mooney, huge loss. Mm-hmm. Still not sold on the fact that he's a guy that is a wide receiver, especially your wide receiver one that you go and win a Super Bowl with. So um, I, I think, you know, the fields, if he can continue to perform and play without being injured, 
get out there, prove to some of these receivers that he needs someone like the likes of a Devontae Adams or a DeAndre Hopkins if he's not cheating and taking steroids and, <laughs> uh, you know, having a guy that that is truly an elite, elite receiver yeah. with him. And if you put those together, I mean, you, you are going to see um, some pretty special stuff. I mean, you're seeing it this year with Tua and Tyreek Hill. I mean, that connection and- has been insane. And John agrees with you. He's saying trade the pick to get an offensive lineman outside of top five and get another pick with it. I good move there. I think, you know, when you, when you, when you really think about it um, and then he goes to say that I think the Bears sign OBJ, by the way, John's feeling a little under the weather. Everybody send their positive vibes to John. John, we hope you feel better soon. So you could hop on. He and, must uh, be under the weather. If he thinks. OBJ. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, that, that there's just no reason to do that. There, there really isn't. I mean, there's no reason wants, for OBJ uh, to want to come here. To play yeah, with Ter- Trevor Simeon the rest of the way? No. Yeah. <laughs> or Peterman? He's going to be Lionel Jones in New York. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I I, just, you know, we'll see what happens with the pick. It's just a great question to kind of mull over. And again, we have all the, the, the Bears have the cap space too, but they can get a huge haul for that top four, top five pick. Who knows what, what what's going to happen? Um, let's kind of go back into the game here. You know, Monty, Montgomery looks so good. He averaged five, almost six yards a carry. Um, and we also, what did John say? They can offer him years and money unless he wants next a ring chase every year. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he meant next season. For what? He wait, but for what? Clarify that. You got to clarify not, that, John. Not even that. Then you bring, but then you bring him in as a number one wide receiver if you do all that. And why? Why OBJ is the number one? I mean, he's he's a best right now at this at this time of his career. After yes. that injury, he's at best number two. Not going to be your number one, John. You, you no, do not yeah. do that. He's not, not a number sense. one anymore. He really yeah. isn't. Like you said, not after the injury. So, um, but possibly, but, but you never know. You never know. Um, yeah. Montgomery, this, this game looked really good. It was, it was a huge game for Montgomery. I, I mean, he didn't score, but it was a huge game for him. You know, he, he almost had six, six yards of carry. And then Darrington Evans, someone who I had no idea about um, kind of came alive uh, as another running back because I guess Khalil Herbert is not yeah, looking IR. good. Yeah, he was not looking good because he got passed over by Evans, uh, a rookie undrafted, I, I, I'm I, assuming. Uh, but he looked good. He had a couple receptions, had a couple rushes. But Montgomery just continues to prove that he is just a dog in the in, in the trenches. You know, you yep. for almost six yards. I think he had a total of uh, was it almost 80 yards, 79 yards. Evans had 34 yards uh, with nine rushes. The rush, The rushing from the running backs looked good. Um, and then Claypool had two receptions, 51 yards, Pringle, two, re- two receptions, 12 yards and a touchdown. Monty again, got very involved in that offense because who else was going <laughs> to do, who else was going to do it? Right. Three receptions, 34 yards. Um, so I wanted to bring him into it. Do the bears, do the bears sign him back for next year? Absolutely. I David would. Montgomery? Yeah. 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 100%. Uh, just to clarify quickly, uh, Khalil Herbert's on the IR with uh, dealing with hip issues. Or I'm sorry. This season. You're uh, right. I wasn't thinking about Herbert. I was thinking of uh, Ebner. He's not oh, in the good graces yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of the coaching staff right now. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, we got Eric in here. Let's bring him in. What's up, Eric? Let's go. Hey, just get, oh, just got out. Right. What happened? Hold <laughs> on, real quick. Hold on. Not only is going here in regionally in Chicago, but it's also going across the pond in England too, as well. As Jack Killer said, he's from from England. He's yep. a Man City fan, so I, you know, oh, God, I don't know how you feel about that one, Jack. Uh, <laughs> no, not great. I'll tell you that. Not great. 
Yeah, well, you know, he's been in the comments on Twitch, so we appreciate him watching. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I gave him his shout out. I appreciate him coming on. We will definitely hopefully link up. He's in England. It's already at midnight, and his, this dude is on my show. So, yeah. you know, damn well, the EAFP <laughs> podcast not only is going regionally, but now it's going across the pond. So that's always good to it's say. going international, baby. Going internationally, bro. That's how it needed to be. Real okay. quick, because uh, John, John's in the comments talking reckless. I just want to make sure I, I, I don't forget. I'm, we, we don't really forget about our, our partner. No, 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 no. You know me. You know me. All right? You don't come at Tony Football. Let me tell you something, John. Who else oh, is available? God. It doesn't matter who else is available. You don't get anybody just because there's nobody to get. All right? You, if, 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 if there's nobody in, the, in, in free agency good enough to sign as a number one, then you develop one through the draft. Point blank period and wait until the, the year after <laughs> to get one free agency. Come on, man. Go Come ahead, on, man. All right, Jose, you were talking about Montgomery. Uh, are the Bears going to sign next year, Eric? I'll, I'll, I'll go to you after Jose, after Tony football. Sorry, after Tony football. Don't, don't <laughs> give him that credit, bro. Don't even do that. Don't, don't, like yes, he doesn't right. deserve it. Just let me, let me, home. let me take this brand. Let me take this out just so we can see our boys down there. Yep, All right, yep, let me yep. real quick. Um, but yes, I, I, I would sign Montgomery. And the only reason why is because mm -hmm. him compared with Khalil Herbert right now, these two guys are your, are the best running backs combine them into one, fuse them. If you, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, put on the Pintori <laughs> earrings, fuse them, fuse them together. Those two guys together alone are better than any running back in this league. Mm -hmm. You pay, pay Montgomery Herbert's still on that rookie deal. It, it, it won't, it won't cost you. It's, it's not like both these guys are going to cost you together a lot right yeah sign up sign up for another two what? or three years i don't know i'm just saying but but do it because you've seen what these guys are and what mm -hmm. they can be together mixed with fields matched up with fields this mm -hmm. team's gonna be scary once once fields develop that passing game you have three legit runners who could just score and get and get yards left and right i mean you you we've seen it guys why why stop yeah. it let it let it roll let it roll Eric, so you you um, I'm assuming you watched the game. I don't know. Were you watching the World Cup? I think you were watching the World Cup. So I had the World Cup the, the, at that time that the Bears were playing. I was watching Spain versus Germany, right? And okay. I think that game was just a very beautiful watch. It was on the main TV. The yes, Bears was on the bottom on mute. Yeah, uh, I really didn't miss out as much. I just seen that beautiful pass from Tre from uh, yeah Trevor Simeon to Pringle, and that was about it. That okay. I really paid attention to. I'm not going to lie. I mean, but I did keep an eye yep. on it up until the game was over. And, um, and the reason I ask is because we had a, a guy, Darrington Evans, Evans, kind of emerge as another running back, and he looked good. So that's why I asked, like, do they bring Monty back? Khalil Herbert's in the IR. He looked good in place of, of Montgomery sometimes. So what do you think? Should they bring back Monty? Um, look, <laughs> let, let, let me let, let let me put it let me put it this way. When mm -hmm. we had uh, Jordan Howard, right? Mm -hmm. um, he was a thousand yard rusher with with uh, John Fox. Apparently, uh, Matt Nagy didn't seem fond too fond of him. They they drafted David Montgomery. We had one year of both of them together, but the difference is yeah. that the moment that David Montgomery showed up and had more snaps was you see the reasoning why behind it, right? There was another guy that was <laughs> capable of doing Jordan Howard's job where you don't have to pay him that money. Yep. You fast forward it now where, you know, last year with David Montgomery and his backup was Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert mm -hmm. did the same exact same thing. You can see that David Montgomery, it was still, you're, it's a still reliable uh, running back too, right? RB1 perfectly yep. and everything. But Khalil Herbert gives you something completely different. You know, you fast forward. Now, 
you don't have that even though you yeah. just said um whatever his name was evans uh as one of he looked decent cool great but he didn't he didn't give me the same uh oomph that david montgomery did when he was a backup for jordan howard and now Cody yeah. herbert as a backup for david montgomery he didn't give me that excitement where i'm like hmm okay we yeah. have something here right the same thing happened with Forte too as well. Thank you, John. Forte did. I think Jordan Howard was uh, Forte's backup, if I'm not mistake, mistaken, too as well. Like yep. the Bears can find running backs, right? Yes. That, yes. That's 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 the cream of the crop. Not only finding linebackers and running backs, and and then sometimes here and there some defensive linemen, but they can find like uh, uh, running backs. Mm-hmm. I personally wouldn't sign David Montgomery because as I, as I've seen so far the last couple of weeks. David Montgomery in the last four years has been taking a lot of hits and he's been looking slower and slower each and every week. He's been effective. He's been giving you those hard runs, those hard yards, those five, six, seven yards. He still breaks out of tackles. He doesn't have the breakaway speed. Mind you, he never had it in the first place. Let me put it that way. He never had it in the first place. But you just kind of see like the hits has been getting or have been getting to David Montgomery slowly but surely because he's been the running back for the last three four years yep yep and and he even said last week he's like when when justin fields was getting those hits as he's running right like he's like wow i take those hits he's taking those hits and i take those hits uh real quick i do just want to say hello to jst killer coming from the eafp podcast what up, what up, what's what up, up man thank you for for tuning in jack what do you think uh i i i don't know i i still think you know given the fact that all the money and the picks that they will have, mm-hmm. I still think they're at least a year more of a rebuild away. Um, I just don't think they can kind of flip the switch overnight in an off season on what this team needs. Cause I think it needs, you know, right. just because we're talking about um, a running back and an O line, they need mm-hmm. a whole complete revamp of the defense as well. So um we'll kind of see what happens there but with montgomery you know yes he's four years in life expectancy of a running back what i think most guys are out of the league but it's roughly around that time like three to four or five years is is roughly i mean there's perfect examples todd Gurley, he's no longer in the league he's only 27 28 right you see the downfall of ezekiel elliott after he got paid right yeah elliott in the league for now since 2016 so it's seven years now so who's right who's uh who just got uh cut by the broncos oh melvin, melvin gordon, gordon. Uh, melvin gordon but it just resigned gordon. just signed with uh kansas city by the way yeah but i mean look uh, and he's what 20 28 guys hit like Something 27 like that, yeah. 28 and they're just they're, they're done you know what i mean unless you're like a derrick henry or or an eckler or even a cm see like i i don't these those guys are even going to get like another big contract right so i mean um, you could even go far back with uh with chris johnson too as well another running back that was electric yeah. and and kind of fell off after those big yardage that he had um, he had two thousand yard seasons yeah yeah so it's kind of like mm, mm, you know just <laughs> John, I gotta show this comment. NFL's treating these running backs like Leonardo DiCaprio treats his women. Nothing hey. over twenty-five, baby. <laughs> hey, as li- at least they're making it to almost thirty years old before they're like, get out of here, right? This uh, is true. Leo, Leo cuts look, him at twenty-five look. and and one minute. So, <laughs> if you could, if you could resign, like I think Montgomery's not dumb. He, I think he knows where the market will be yes. when his time comes. If you could resign him on a on on a 
team-friendly deal, I say do it. I, I get it. I, I agree with Eric with him slowing down, but again, that's why you you, you have Khalil Herbert. That one-two punch, he, he's not he's not putting a lot of tread on his tires. It's it's dynamic. It's it's something that this team can literally rely on week in and week out. Um, yeah, but even even given that one-two punch, I mean, can't you find another one-two punch? You can. You can. With Khalil Herbert and somebody else where you, you really can. don't have to pay that money? I mean, what's I like Montgomery, though. I like Montgomery. I personally like wrong. I have him in, like, three of my fantasy football leagues this year, and one of them I decided to bench him. And, and and it worked out for me fine because I had uh, Miles Sanders. That's another story for another podcast, and I digress. But question to you guys, though. You talk about team-friendly home discount. What's a team-friendly home discount contract to you guys for David Montgomery? But I was wondering the same thing. I don't yeah. know what uh, what the value of uh, a guy that's, that's a good running back. I think, uh, you know, if he had a good line, a good running line, like maybe he's an elite. I don't, you know, I don't think any of the four of us would say he's an elite running back in this league. But he does have a good running line. If there's anything that the Bears' offensive line does great is run blocking. So and he's he a good has running those back. lanes. It's just he doesn't have that takeoff speed that we want. No, these he doesn't have the separation speed that that you you saw with Cohen. You, you saw with uh, yeah. That you, uh, you see now with with, with Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert. Yep. He's yeah. get he's more of like he gets his yardage by breaking tackles. That's what he does. And exactly. He's a bruiser. And exactly. And I I don't know. Again, like team friendly deal. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know if Montgomery would go for it. Does he love Chicago? I'm sure he does. I, I'm sure he loves being able to be the starter for the team that drafted him, right? And being as, as consistent as he has been. Will he go for a team friendly deal? You've seen players not do that. Um, but you've also seen running backs, like John said, just get thrown away because it's like, well, we're not going to pay running backs because exactly. we can draft them in the sixth, seventh round. And they can be starters this the that same season, so I don't know what that looks like. I did want a um, team friendly deal from John. That's not team two friendly. years, twenty four. That's yeah, that's not. That's friendly. not team that's friendly. Already, that's paying him twelve million dollars a year. That's already a fifth of what the Bears have in cap space. I think exactly. Yeah, I, 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 team friendly. Team friendly. You don't crack double digits. You probably crack the highest. You kind of can kind of crack and 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 team friendly is eight million dollars. At the most, you know, eight yeah. and a half million dollars at the would most. Would you do it? Would you would you sign up for eight million dollars? Two years? I would do it for seven. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's that one mil? Come on, Eric. What's that one million? It's not just one million. I a hundred percent would do it for eight million. For two I'm gonna, years? I'm gonna pull a Jerry Reinsdorf and sign him for seven point nine. <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> <laughs> do it. You guys are right. You guys are right. I just personally like Montgomery. I would love for him to stay for that. If, if, yeah. if we could, if we could keep him at a cheaper deal, I get it. But I, 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 mean, I agree. Too. I do agree. I do agree with you guys that you know you you can't plug in place as anybody. Look, yeah. look, look how Deion Jackson was that year. The week um, John Taylor was out, he was. You don't <laughs> even see him. You don't even see him running anymore for the Colts. But that year he went. I mean that week he went off. Yeah, it, it's crazy how these running backs can just literally just be replaced like it's nothing. Yep. No, like, I, I have some sons. If they're gonna play football, I'm like, no running back. You are not playing running back whatsoever. <laughs> like, Christian already looks like a guard coming. The I way swear to God. Looks, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think you should get him in soccer. I mean, soccer's hey, paying man. a lot of money right now. Hey. MLS is about a. You're paying a lot of money, I think. Well, um, one, you're not European. Two, you're not really that much of a star. <laughs> so the money is not really that luxury, that luxurious. If you uh, if you're just a homegrown United States uh, United States citizen. <laughs> True, true, true. All right. Um, 
another thing I was kind of like this game was was bad, right? But one of the one of the good things I guess that came out of this, Jack Sanborn looks really good since being uh, put as a starter at Acker. Um, he again had double digit tackles, ten solo. Uh, Armin Watts had three tackles and the only sack for the game, but the defense still gave up almost 500 yards of offense. They're more but I like, like right now. I give you that much. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a shot. I'll, I'll, uh, take, I'll take John with GBS over you any day. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Oh my God. Savage, savage. I love yeah. it. Um, what are we thinking about this? Uh, Jack Sanborn, is he a future starter at all? I mean, he looks good. He's got I mean, his he's hand double already, right? Like, I think so. I mean, he he's producing Roquan Smith as type of numbers with the tackles. That t- um, that's a lot coming from you too. That is and, a lot, and it's kind of like the only thing that we're just missing is just a little bit of the tackles for loss and the sack and an interception here and there. Yeah. But from a guy who was undrafted, mm-hmm. from a guy who made it, you know, started from the bottom and now he's there type of thing. Mm. It is a a a blessing in disguise for the Bears to find such a very rare hidden talent in him. He's just a football guy. I think he they is. said it yesterday too on the on, on the show on the uh, on the broadcast. Jack Sandboard is a football guy, and maybe just he's playing with a little bit more motivation simply because he is playing for his hometown Chicago Bears at that yep. too as well. So um, he, he yeah. looks like a he looks like a a linebacker from like the the Ditka times or the or the uh the what's oh my god I can't believe I'm forgetting his name Butkus times that's what he like you just take a look at him you're like this guy wants to hit somebody at all times he just looks like him I don't know Jack how, how you feeling about Jack Sanborn how he's I've doing been, I've been you know pleasantly um surprised by the production numbers I think you look at this defense and um there's not much that's that's positive about it so I'm I'm not sold to say he's uh <laughs> He's there quite yet. I mean, the fact is, he's just he has to make the fucking tackles. I mean, he's the only one who's, who's on, making them. The only one that's the, that's able to carry and <laughs> and drag someone down. And so, uh, you know, I, kudos to him for that. I, I don't know, not too much of an opinion at this point on on Sanborn, but glad to know the the hometown uh, cheap talent is, is kind of working out right now. And if it ends up being a fit for the future, great. So be it. Yeah. It's one less piece to check off uh, on the defense. Jose, how you feeling about him? I like Jack Sanborn, man. I do. I do. That, that that is making the most of what's given to you right there. And, and I am a I'm a huge fan of the kid. Um kudos for this uh regime getting him in this in this team. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it it pays great dividends. It, it makes me feel a little bit better about Ryan Poles, you know, eva- talent evaluate as, as a talent evaluator, because yes. he has a big test this coming this next season. I mean, we already mentioned it. Yep. With the high draft pick, with all that cap space, I really want to see what he's able to do. And, and someone like and seeing him sign someone like Jack Sanborn on this team, it makes me feel pretty good. So it gives you hope. It, gives it, you really, hope. it really, it really does. So I like him. I like him a lot for sure. Eric, I'm going to ask you the question I asked these guys earlier. Bears have a top three, four pick. Right now, are you? Two. What's up? Right now they're number two. They're picking two in this. No, no, draft. no. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, oh, okay, for, right. at the end of the season, let's say they have a top three or four. Or let's just say top five, right? right? Just to call it. Do you try to trade back to get a haul from a team, or do you pick somebody at whatever position they're at, top five? 
That's a great question. And honestly, I could, I could, I could play, I could see both, both, uh, both of Jack- them play out the way they do. Like I could see it. Jackson Simply going because, to trade the pick. Jose wants to pick somebody at that position. So, I mean, if we, let's just say, let's just pick hypothetically. Let, let's just say they're, they're number, they're within, let's say two, right? Let's say they're mm-hmm. number two. They're at where they're at right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I say you keep that pick and you get the, the, you get the defensive edge from, from Alabama or from Georgia, anybody that goes sack, uh, that gets to the quarterback simply because that's a position in need that the yep. bears have. And like I said, like I mentioned before, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, if you get that type of player, your defense will be a lot more better. You have somebody that will go and get the quarterback and, you know, somebody to focus on, mm-hmm. uh, on one side of the ball that will open up everybody else from, from Campbell to, and, and everybody else that's on that defensive line. Cause you can't even name anybody right now at the moment because <laughs> nobody has actually done anything to say so, but, but, but. Yeah, real quick, Eric, the guy you're talking about is Will Anderson Jr. And they're comparing him. They're comparing him, right? It's early, but they're comparing him the likes of Chase Young and Nick Bosa. There you go. See Savage. that type of player, and, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't. But, 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 if you really, 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 really want to have and really have an overhaul and have a lot of young players and have a lot of draft capital and trading back for it, and somebody will trade for one of those top picks for a quarterback and get that haul and have these young players coming up. And now that we've seen that Ryan Poles knows how to evaluate players, yep. maybe just maybe trading back isn't such a bad idea. And maybe just maybe, maybe just maybe you still get that same player that you were going to get if you were in the number two pick because it yeah. has happened before and it will ha- and, and it can happen for the Chicago Bears. So at the moment right now, right now, I would keep the pick. But I'll have that in the back of my head. I'm like, hmm, maybe trading and- won't be bad. And that's that's kind of my my sentiment too because I'm I, I'm thinking like Poles has to evaluate all his options right now. Should he pick if if you know if they say it number two because I I I hope the Bears aren't worse than Houston at the end of the season, but if they stay number two, can he should he pick somebody? Should he get like just a massive amount of players from a team who really needs a quarterback? It, you know the options are there, and a lot of teams that are in need of a quarterback in this quarterback heavy draft are just like, I'm ready to throw whatever we need to at the Bears right now to get that number two pick, if that's what it is at the end of the season. So, yeah, I'm kind of glad we're on the same page. Jack wants to trade it. Jose wants to keep it. Um, let's, I'm on the fence. Put me on the fence. I'm on the fence. Same, yeah. Like, I'm on the fence. I'm like, let's see what it really is at the end of the season, and then we'll kind of evaluate from there. Let, let some let somebody get their Mitchell Trubisky like the Bears did a couple years back and train all those picks for that bum-ass quarterback that's no longer here. Uh, we could have had Deshaun Ryan, Watson and Patrick Mahomes. I, I, Deshaun I'll Watson. I would say Deshaun Watson over Patrick Mahomes at that time. Yeah. A, like 11, 11 out of 10 times. I'm not I was going to say, is, is Ryan Pace on any team right now? Can we swindle him into giving us I want to say he's in <laughs> New Orleans or something right now. Uh, is he back with some the financial he's like a scout? There's a scout. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, a scout. Whatever. Same Something like that. They had to demote him. Um, all right, looking ahead to week 13, the Bears host the Packers. Who knows if it's going to be Peterman? Who knows if it's going to be Simeon? Who knows if Justin Fields wants to actually suit up and play? We've seen the Packers' defense. They don't look really like menacing like the Jets did. Um, what are your uh, What are your predictions for this game? I'll start off with Tony Football. 
Eric you know, <laughs> you know, usually Bears Packers rivalry should get you hyped up. These past couple of years, there hasn't been much of a rivalry. The Packers, yeah, literally, like like Aaron Rodgers said last year, they've been owning us, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not as excited as as I should be, mm-hmm. um, only because. We know where this team is. We know what this team, you know, it's like, it's, it, how can I say this? Both teams suck right now. <laughs> if, if, if you, you want to know what gets me excited between the Bears and Packers rivalry, I want the Packers to be their best. I want us with Justin Fields to be at their best. And I want us to whoop their ass. I don't want Justin Fields to go out yeah. there and to whoop a, a, a bad Packers team. Although yeah. the Packers have been doing it for us our entire lives, I don't want to see that. I want to beat them when Aaron Rodgers is legit. Heel thumb, a good wide receiver to throw to. I don't care. I want no excuses. I want to pound the Packers, literally at their best. But we, but we can't do that. We can't do that right now. So it's like, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm gonna be watching it because I have to. But I'm not as excited as I should be, guys. So, so you got it. You got them losing? No, no, no. Yeah, I do. If if Justin Fields <laughs> is not playing, if Justin Fields is not playing, yeah. the Packers. Do you see what the pack against the Eagles? Put up thirty some points yesterday. I, no, yeah, absolutely, we're losing. If the if Justin Fields doesn't play, we're losing. If Fields plays, I give the Bears a shot, but it's not not a big not not a it's not a an advantage. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's yeah. a slim chance. Jack. A rivalry is a rivalry. Hell a Fields man. victory over Green Bay is a Fields victory over Green Bay. You take that any day of the week, absolutely. no matter if if Green Bay is weaker than not. You know, fuck, we've sucked for the last you know an eternity. So, yeah. um, you know, the fact is I'll take anyone versus them any day of the week. You know, I think Eric would say uh, if he's middle of the table and he, he had the chance to be Man United, who's the bottom of the table, it's still as satisfying <laughs> as it would be. Kick them uh, to the ground. That's what I would say. <laughs> so I, I, I know that. And I think, uh, um, you know, it, no matter what, you still want to beat your rivals. Uh, there's no question about that. But that being yeah. said, I, I – I don't know if Fields plays in this one. I, I do agree with uh, Jose that that really is a huge factor on predicting the score of it. Uh, but I'll still be the negative Nancy and say either way they lose this game. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm thinking he's not going to start, and it's going to be, uh, you know, another Green Bay beatdown of, of the Chicago Bears. Eric, what are you thinking? All right, guys. Look, Justin Fields is playing this week. If there's any game this season that we oh, want to get a no. W, is Justin Fields playing against the Packers and beating? Look, this Jack is the first off. time that we could probably even say that the turn of the tide of Justin Fields and beating the Green Bay Packers and the Packers not having a quarterback. But we really need to see if this Jordan Love guy that they drafted number or they drafted in yeah. the first round pick a couple years back is really up to par to compete with Aaron Rodgers. I guess not, since he's the backup. But even then, so I digress <laughs> with that conversation. <laughs> this is the time where you need to beat the Green Bay Packers, and if you really want to take the North, you beat the Packers at any position that you want. If there's a last win, if this gonna, if there's one more win in this Bears schedule, it is this Sunday at Soldier Field. I don't care who it is, Justin Fields really, if he plays, and he's going to play, and they need him out there. If he's going to play, this is where you say to the Green Bay Packers, guess what, guys, you ain't taking this over no more. We are running. We may be this year, but next year and years to come. You ain't gonna. It's not gonna be as easy as a, as a walkthrough that you've been having it for the last couple years. I don't care what you say. I don't care what I'm you think. Putting, this is. I'm the not putting Justin Fields out there just to be the Packers. You don't deserve the name Tony Football. I'm not putting. <laughs> I am not putting Justin Fields out there you just to beat the Packers, Eric. I'm not. 
and playing in this I'm not game doing and it. taking over nope. this division starting from this game on nope. next year. This year's a, a wash. I don't care what it is, but you beat the Green Bay Packers no matter what. I don't care if the Bears go two and like 17 or whatever the record made is. If there's only two games that the Bears win is against the Green Bay Packers, I'll take that and I'll take that running away with it. You better do it. You better do it with Trevor Simeon because you're not putting Justin Fields out there just to play the Packers. It makes no matter. sense. They, ha- they have a buy the that following week. What's I don't the care. Difference? I, don't I care. love it though. I I gotta no. say I I love it because Eric's right. Two wins in a season and they're both against the Packers. I love that season. I don't care who it is either. Like this is the rivalry. Look, I don't want Justin Fields to play as much as you. Uh, Mr. Tony Football, I'm going to keep saying that to piss off Eric. Um, Mr. Tony true, Football, I don't true. want him to play either. Because it's false. But, it, <laughs> but true. I still want the Bears to win. You know, like if we beat them at their best and our best, yes, that's an even sweeter win because it means that the tides are turning for the Bears. They're going to beat the Packers. You know, this is the that's, this is that's the such decade. a me-headed take, Rick. It's such a me-headed. It but, reminds me of when Eric, it reminds me of when Eric and John were both saying they wanted the Bears to make the playoffs when we all knew damn well they weren't going to do shit <laughs> in the playoffs. But what's the a, point? But we've There's been no point. fans for so long that this feels sweet. No matter what, this is a Doesn't. sweet win. Again, is it with Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterman? Okay, do I want Justin Fields to play even though the Packers defense isn't very good? I still don't want him to, to get in the game because I know he's a he's a tough guy. He's a competitor, and he's going to want to run. He's going to want to win the game himself with his legs, with his arm, however he does it. I want to win against the Packers, and like Eric said, if there's one more win this year and it's against the Packers, I love it, but – I still don't want Justin Fields to play. I want him to take these next three weeks off and come back after the bye, if he's healthy, to possibly play the last bit of the season. I'll take the win against the Packers. I I have them. Oh, as far as predictions, I don't know. This is a tough one. I, God, I still. It does. It depends who's up. It really depends who's up at quarterback. Is it Peterman? Is it Simeon? Is it Fields? If it's Fields, we have a great chance. If it's not, I think it's a loss. I think it's kind of a loss either way, just because our defense sucks. Our defense is bad, yeah. and with the injuries to Jackson, it's um, Jordan Love that's going to play. Guys, come on now. Are you sure? Is, is that confirmed, Eric? Because I'm talking. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I, uh, I, right, I, I, I kind of have a feeling that we might see Jordan Love this week. If it's Jordan Love, Simeon, I I think we have a good chance. I think we have a good chance. Yeah, no, of course, <laughs> of course. If, it, if it's anybody other than Rodgers, we have a good chance. But if it's Rodgers going That's out true. there, we're getting, we're getting, I mean, we're getting owned again. But I, this is true. I mean, even if it's Rodgers <laughs> and that, no offensive powers, whatever it is, you mean Rodgers with I a mean, broken thumb, index the, finger, he, pinky he, toe, all that, he's still going to whoop our ass. He's still going to right, but he left the game, which is kind of telling to where it's more like you know he may not play this week. And yeah. You, I mean, and probably he'll probably be all drugged up like that one. What was what was that one game where you he got out? It was the the Khalil Mack game where he yes. came out of the game and he, he got all drugged up, and, and you see his eyes bloodshot red from all the drugs, painkillers, <laughs> and he came back and, and took over the game. I mean, if we're gonna see that type of Aaron Rodgers, you could you could easily well that the dude's on meds. <laughs> so no, uh, what's it? All right, uh, Iodia or whatever. What's it? Huh? What do you take? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. That's what it was. Ayahuasca. Yeah, he needs he needs to go to Cali and do some more ayahuasca before he uh, gets back in next week. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was Bears breakdown. Uh, we've yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the Bears. I, I don't know. It doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> let's go into Hawks talk now, Jack. The Hawks 
have looked looked more like what we expected them to look like this season. Um, take it away with the uh, kind of depressing Hawks right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I think going from one uh, three and uh, three and nine or whatever, three and ten, whatever they're at at this point, uh, yeah. team to a uh, six and eleven team, uh, six eleven and four to be mm-hmm. uh, exact for sixteen points. Worst in the Central Division from the Chicago Blackhawks to start the season or start kind of the midpoint, uh, the stretch towards the uh, to the midpoint of the season at this at this point. And the fact is, they've lost seven in a row. Um, Goaltending yep. has been pretty spotty uh, in terms of getting into the stats and the nitty gritty of it all. Patty Kane to start this season has only scored three goals, thirteen assists, which is good numbers, thirteen assists wise, but. For 16 mm. points, um, Kane is yeah. definitely disappointed with his only three um, tallies on the year. Jonathan Tay is leading the team in goals for eight. Um, eight goals, five assists for 13 points, and that's kind of what the two veterans are doing for this team. In terms of uh, the goaltender of late, it's been Peter Mrazek, like uh, like expected to be. And in terms of the starter, he's gone for a 1-5-1 and one record for uh, an 8-7-8 eight, eight save percentage. Uh, basically in hockey, anything under nine percent, uh, nine hundred save percentages is, is pretty uh, is below average, is what we'll, we'll call yeah. it. And uh, uh, the fact is, he's allowing over four goals a game, which uh, <laughs> which is not uh, not good numbers uh, whatsoever. So <laughs> it, it's just um, the holes are are there. It's exactly what you kind of expected from this young team. You're, you're kind of seeing uh, uh, in the last you know week and a half. I know I was sick last week's episode, so. Uh, um, I could get into the, you know, the kind of the nitty gritty of the, the host of retirement, but I know you guys covered it and yep. uh, it was emotional to see those guys out there and, and realize the fact is that this dynasty is over and, uh, um, you know, things are a long way from uh, looking, uh, looking positive. <laughs> but I mean, uh, the draft, the draft is what we look forward to at this point, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's full on uh, take for the draft. I mean, you know, the fact is they've got the third worst, record in the NHL at this point. Uh, you got to hope they, they end up in the, uh, the lottery with, with good odds. And if you could escape with the one or two pick, you're either getting Connor Bedard or, or Fratelli from, uh, from Michigan, who's, who's starting to kind of try and put up an argument to uh, throw his name at the potential number one. But uh, you can definitely catch more of that breakdown as, as we get closer and closer towards um, the middle of the season and, and further into the season uh, on Slotshot, our, our new hockey podcast. But yeah, go and listen um, to the first three episodes, right? Three episodes already? Yep, 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 yep. Yep, go uh, listen to Slapshot. No uh, disrespect, I've been calling it Slapshot throughout the last It's all right, it's all right, it's all right. There's no harm in it. It was a little bit of a different uh, name from us. It was actually funny enough, uh, the three of us were out uh, in downtown and we were, we were drinking a little bit, and, and Ross actually doesn't remember coming up with the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he came with the name. Uh, you know, his, his eyes were maybe not necessarily looking to me, uh, you know, straight on. So he may not have been the most sober in the world. But uh, uh, I was like, was no, it was you. You're like, no, it was you. I was like, no, no, you you came up with the name. So, uh, but no, it, it's been fun. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, reeling her back into the Blackhawks, it, it's mm-hmm. there's nothing too exciting. I mean, you know, yes, Seth Jones was uh, missed some time with uh, with a thumb injury. He has worked his way back in the lineup. Tyler Johnson, uh, he's been out for a while at this point. Um, they're easing him back into to action. That should be a little bit more of a, of a balance for this team. I think I do think they're a better roster than what Arizona has, so I do expect them to finish higher than Arizona, even though they're below them at this point right now. 
Uh, but you know, it, the fact is, uh, it, it, it's it's going to be a tough few years, and, and you just got to hope for the draft coming uh, coming all all so soon. But no, in, in reality, not until like July. So, so with what seems to be like the inevitable trade of Taze and Kane, and I know again it's tough to hear, but what what do you what do you expect Kyle Davidson to get in return? Are you are you expecting picks? Are you expecting players? Like, what, what would, what would uh, probably, it, probably a good return for these guys? It, it's helpful in the sense that the Hawks have kind of I think they've made it pretty known that they're willing to um, take on their remaining semi or well the remaining significant number of, of what's left on his one-year deal at this point in terms yeah. of money so that kind of helps out teams that are in, in a cap crunch uh, yeah. i think the nhl only really allows you to take on no more than 50 percent of the salary so uh you know that's eight million for the year it's gonna end up being you know, probably around that's fine. I don't know how the math of it will break down, but so they'll end up eating a few million dollars, but uh, that kind of allows more teams to be involved in that mix. You know, I still mm-hmm. think uh, even though, like I said, his, his goal numbers are, are low, he's a proven guy in the playoffs and he's a guy um, that any team in the league would want to add, especially for, for a long and uh, long <clears> playoff <throat> run. And he's a, a guy that's done it three times and it was successful yep. all three times. So um you know, the fact is Kane, uh, um, even though it was on the slow start, I think his value is still pretty high. I think that receive, would receive um, a hopeful NHL-ready type prospect and then um, I would say a high first or whatever first-round draft pick for at least that year, if not the following year after that. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, we, we, you know, we talked about a couple episodes or, uh, earlier. We were like – Oh no, the Hawks playing themselves out of a good lottery draft pick, but they have fallen to earth, and it's and it's yeah. been a hard, hard fall for the Hawks. Uh, seven in a row loss, like you said. Um, anything else on the Hawks before we move on? Not, uh, not that I got. Unless the boys got any questions about it, you know. And Eric, you know, we still. How have you feel about the preseason, Eric? Oh, <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> Keep to your soccer. Keep to your World Cup. It's been exciting. I, oh, I, it, you know what? It, it has. It really, it really has. has. It's a, it's surprised. It's surprising me. I'm not gonna lie. It has been surprising. Hey, me. who would have thought? You know, Argentina losing their opener. Uh, Don't Japan. say it. I think you're gonna well, move on. I'll the... say it. No, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Don't Fact say it. is, it's probably the L, you know what El Tri is that what they call you guys? Yeah, El Tri. Yeah, you know, Mexico is not gonna be coming out of the group uh, group stages. What I'm wow. I'm yeah, right. wow. You knew that going in. I'll even one up that. I would. I'm. I'm into believing that there's gonna be no Concacaf teams representing in the oh, round of sixteen coming oh, out tomorrow, high. bro. I'll, 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 t- be, I'll tell you uh, what we we I, knew we the thing is we but we knew Mexico wasn't going to do anything this year. What's doing anything? One thing we can say. What's doing? Wait, wait. If there's one thing, 
if, if there's one, like they're not. Come on, we know they're not going to win a World Cup this year. So it's like, that's, so they're going to get that's eliminated. Beyond the point. That's beyond the come point. On, no, it's going to be no. Again, you, you go, you, you go in to win it all, Eric. You go in to win it all. You don't go in to get bounced out the the first or second round. You go in to win it all. No, doesn't matter. You you honestly do not understand the significance of the World Cup and how it means to the country. The more you advance, the more disappointing it is. Is it not? Countries that are happy to be in it and having three games guaranteed. Go listen to EAFP for all World Cup coverages <laughs> it just, with Eric. No, he it just sounds like Tony Football. The, yeah. no, no, no. Tony Football needs to hop on that. Uh, Tony Football at this time. We'll hop on. Yeah. Oh, hey, no, Tony oh, Football. No. You know, we'll we'll hop on and we'll talk a little soccer, not football. Um, and, and there you go. You tell him. You tell him. Jack. US, tell him. U.S. win, and then I'll be soaking in uh, the fact that your Concacaf uh, prediction is going to be wrong, Eric. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I would not be surprised if it happens. Is all I'm trying don't to say. Don't be, don't be the conservative savior ass. Be, no, 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 be no. a little aggressive. I'm not. Yeah, but Eric, I'm definitely not. So. On, Eric. I mean, to be to be honest with you, I, what have you seen from the United States men's national team? So nothing. Far they ain't gonna do shit either. Up what into the World seen? Cup <laughs> to make you believe that they're coming out of the group. Nothing. They ain't doing nothing either. I get it. Iran, Iran got their ass blew out by England, where it was supposed to be. I love you. I gotta run, boys. Have a good rest of your episode, Eric. I'll All hop right. on tomorrow's episode of EAFP if I'm. You should. Um, this is a great, and, uh, great conversation. Uh, I would love to see it. And we'll see, we'll see if we can talk a little bit more soccer. But <laughs> Tony football, uh, I still say trade the pick. I know you disagree with me. Whatever. Trade the pick. We'll go for it. Um, <laughs> excited to listen to the to the rant on what this uh, underperforming Bulls team has has performed and produced so far. Exactly. And then Rick, yep. I think you've got my uh, four star of the week. So I do. Guys, have a good rest of your episode. I I, I left uh, Rick with a little bit of a funny one, so hopefully you guys will enjoy <laughs> that four star of the week. Um, yeah. All four of you guys have a good night. I will talk to you guys soon. Um, go Chicago sports. Peace. Dubbers. See ya. All right. Thanks for joining us, Jack. And like he said, let's move on. That was Hawks Talk. Let's move on to C-Red segment. Brought to you by Star 6 Media here on Big League Chicago. If you're watching us live, join us in the comments, and we will post it up and have Eric and Tony Football debate and yell at each other for my entertainment. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the C-Red segment here. The Bulls underperforming, like Jack said, but what did they do? They beat two of the better teams in the East here, you know, one, one win at home against the Celtics. Then they go into Milwaukee, beat the bucks, but then they lose to OKC. They're playing the jazz right now. Um, but let's kind of talk about it. Right. So they win at home against the Celtics. They stopped the Celtics nine game win streak at home are now two and one against the Celtics this season. And they have one more game against the Celtics. So we'll see if it's going to be a 500 or if they can get a three and one against them. Um, and just a little bit about the game. They led by 13 at the half, got up to 21 in the third before the Celtics started to come back. They got to within eight. And then after that, it was pretty much Bulls game. So the Bulls ended up winning 121 to 107. Levine, eight for 20, 22 points, five for 10 from three. DeRozan, 11 for 24, 28 points, three for three from three. And then P. Will with his career high, 17 points in this game going three for four from the three-point line. What do you guys think of this Celtics win? Um, that, so both Celtics and Bucks, they just they just fell into a trap game. It, you know, it, it, every NBA team is going to go through it. doesn't matter if you're good or bad. You're going you're gonna to have that stretch of games or at least that mm-hmm. one game where you're just going to fall and, and get beat. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for, a team like, for a team like the Celtics and the Bucks, that's all that is. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose to you know this this is a pro league. 
and you're mm-hmm. gonna, you're gonna go against pro players, so you're gonna get beat every now and then. That's nothing. For the Bulls, it's inconsistency. It's nothing but them just getting lucky, because they have they have like the Celtics and the Bucks have shown nothing but consistency winning. They mm-hmm. can show nothing but inconsistency. They have shown that they can't beat teams when it matters. And then what you've seen against Oklahoma City Thunder is the team that we know that they are. (laughs) They got lucky between the Bucs and the Celtics, but when it came down to it, when it comes to a team where you have to beat, that's when you show up and you don't. And and they just don't. They they started off 9-0, and then they Mm -hmm. just fizzled out and let the Oklahoma City Thunder come back. They went into overtime. DeRozan is, is the only player in overtime that does anything. And then after that, it's just... They it they just fall defensively. They're horrible, and that's just the bulls team that we have right now. It's bad. It's not good at all. And so and, it just sucks, Rick. Yeah, and and like you said again in that win against Milwaukee, the the Bucks turned it over twenty times. The Bulls got seventeen points off those turnovers. Yeah. And again, they're playing a pro team. The Bucks are playing another pro team in the Bulls, and that's just what's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. 20 turnovers from the Bucks is pretty careless. Um, and again, letting letting OKC come back in the fourth quarter with two and a half remaining to go into OT and then lose, that was that's rough. And the, the, the Thunder bench scored 48 points. And and like you said, DeMar's the only guy doing anything at any any point in time, really. So you're not impressed with the wins. Eric, nope. Eric, you impressed with any of these wins, the Bucks, Celtics? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely absolutely not. nothing. Jose hit it on the head. The Bulls are the perfect example of being consistently inconsistent. The trap games, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> I mean, it, 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 going into the game, we, we would have thought, okay, the Celtics are going to take you know, take on the Bulls, do what they need to do, and especially Milwaukee. You know, mm-hmm. I would have been okay with these results last year when the Bulls were high and high and mighty and playing tough and playing hard and actually beating good teams, you know, and no matter what point of the season. I would have yeah. been okay with that. I would have been fine. I, you know, but this season, the, those wins mean absolutely nothing. I mean, unless mm-hmm. if it's somehow, some way, the Bulls make a surge, you know, getting healthy, make it into the playoffs and compete for the three, four, five, you know, whatever seeds up there. Yeah. Then okay. Then then those wins, these wins that happened meant something. But the Bulls haven't even proven anything that if they're even a playoff contending team. So again, it. It, does it mean something? I guess a little bit morality reason, but like Jose said, the game that we saw against Oklahoma City have been the Chicago Bulls literally the first, what, 20-some-odd games so far of the season. Yeah. So it's like nothing has really changed my mind. Like every time I see the Bulls, I see the Bulls and it's just like, huh, like why can't you guys be like this every single week or every single game or every, you know, every fourth or fifth game? Yeah. And then I see the Oklahoma City game and I'm just like, huh, never mind. it's 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 crazy how like the 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 first half of the season from last year and this year it's just like the digression it's polar opposite it's it is it's polar opposite and like you guys said consistently inconsistent they were they were going up against the celtics they were going up against the the bucks last year and we were and we went into those games or at least i know i you know i would see them go into those games and be like this is going to be a good game and the bulls have a really good shot at, at winning now i'm just like how do they beat the celtics and the bucks but lose to the thunder they're completely they're prob- opposite from last year it's completely. just so bad but i mean the, the a couple of the positives right that you could kind of take out of this 
Levine scoring 20 plus, you know, and, and I think all of these games, well, he scored 18 against uh, Milwaukee. He scored 22 uh, against the Celtics and then 27 against uh, uh, the Thunder. Is, there's some positives there. And Kobe White came in clutch with some three pointers there in, in that win in Milwaukee. So there's some positives, but overall it's just been kind of a disaster. Um, and con- consistently inconsistent. Right. I think those, that's those, the motto. Those are not I, positives. If if Zach Levine goes oh for no points in overtime against OKC, yes, you you know that it, yes. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mean a single thing. I mean, you you if you want to find some positives, I mean, great, you found something, right? Yeah. But it that really doesn't mean anything if you're still going to get a zero point performance in overtime when you need your two hundred million dollar player to show up in overtime <laughs> and give you a win. You know, I agree I, with Eric. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> and and this was after you know that winning against the Celtics. This was after he went one for fourteen, had four points, and and in the post game was like, I need to be there in the fourth quarter, no matter what my stats were that game. I I'm a guy that I believe I could win the game. I I, I don't know how I feel. And then you have Patrick uh, Williams talking about, I think I can be a star, and yeah, he had a career high seventeen points, but that's not a star quality stat line, even if it is a career high. So like you said, there's, there's positives, but there's also like one, not once have I seen IO done do anything spectacular this season. Um, and we talk about Zach Levine, you know, I put up that clip. Uh, we put up that clip uh, this weekend. Is Zach responsible or is Zach to like blame for, for this bowl season? Eric. Yes. 100%. Eric was saying, yeah. What happened from January? What was it? January twentieth last season, into this up until now. Well, Lonzo got last season, and, yes, but I mean technically January twentieth of this year. So yeah, you know, yeah, on the calendar 20th, year. Yeah, yeah, of this year for, and up until now. You said it. Lonzo got hurt, and we paid Zach two hundred million, and it is just gone down from there. Oh, by the way, you said you said positives about Zach scoring those amount of points. Yet he still wasn't the leading scorer of the team. Just saying. That's what you pay $200 million for for a guy who can't be the leading scorer of your team. In either game. Not once in these three games was he the leading scorer. Nope. I look, as, as much as we hear Eric say it a lot, he's right. And I, and I hate to say it, but he is. He is. And, and it's <laughs> Eric basketball. I'm Eric Hoops over here. <laughs> I mean. Eric Hoops it is. No. I love you, bro. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not Eric anything, right? But you're right. But if you want one thing, Eric, you're right about this take about Zach Levine. You can, he cannot be paid all this much money and not be your, your leading score and not be, I, I said one thing. I said, it's okay if the Bulls are winning and let's say the Rosen has six to eight more points more than Zach Levine. It's okay because that means they're both at least up there, you know, supporting each other and getting a win. I'm okay with that. But because they're losing, because it seems like the Rosen's doing everything himself, that is where the issue lies. Again, he's doing everything himself again. Let's yes, put, let's, yes. let's put that again. Yes. again. Well, no, well, beginning the beginning of last season, they they both were the number two. They were both the, like the, the the scoring duo in the league. They were they were they were complementing each other very well yes. last season. It was it was the tail end of the season when he got his knee injured. We started to see him fall off. This season, he's supposed to be healthy. Mm-hmm. He got paid all this money. So there's more expectation for him, and yet there's less results. There's lesser results, and and that's mm-hmm. and that's where it's not okay. You at, at least be what you were at the beginning of last season, complimenting Demar Derozan and helping this team win games. 
with wind, that, that cures everything. That literally yeah. cures everything, but they, they can't do it. And it, it's it's he's a he's a glaring weakness on his team right now. He I mean, really you're is. you're right on that one. Wins do does cure everything, but <clears throat> it, at least the difference should have been this year. The wins should have been against the better opponent teams, like the wins that they got against the well, they are though. and the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Yeah, that that should with a better record that would have cured everything because if not, it would have just probably been the same storyline from last year. The the Bulls are good playing against <clears throat> lower lower opponents, but struggle against competing teams. If they mm-hmm. would have, if they would have some of those few wins, because like like Rick said, they have uh, two wins on the Boston Celtics. They have a win on on the Milwaukee Bucks. They didn't do that last year. Hell, I think they even got a win against the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers, If I'm not mistaken, and they and, they beat, and they beat the Miami Heat. So and that's what I'm saying. Miami Heat. So that's why I'm saying yeah. they're polar opposite yeah. from last year, where they were they couldn't beat the bigger teams, the better teams last year, but they're beating them this year. But they're losing to the less the, the lesser teams, and they're polar opposite. It's like what is going on here? Pick a lane, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It, 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 it. Yes, but give a few wins, and you're you're absolutely right. But it's just kind of yeah. like it's depressing, man. It's it depressing. really is. <laughs> it's like it's it's like we we wanted you to beat the better teams. Here you are being the better teams, but you also got to beat these other guys, the team that you're supposed to be better at. Like, come on, it and sucks. It sucks because we, we and it seems like at, almost every week of Bulls games has been like. Why isn't Zach performing? Why is it like the 200 million comes into mind? And it's like every single week, it's like, how is DeMar outscoring you, dude? I think the biggest issue, and I, I, I think, Eric, you said it earlier, Zach is not good in clutch time. He is proven to not be good. DeMar, on the other hand, is amazing. He He's great. He scores all the points in, in overtime. He gets those back-to-back three-point wins last, you know, last season. Uh, New Year's Eve into New Year's Day, right? Like he is clutch, but Zach does not seem to be clutch. But he wants to be that guy, but he has not proven it. Um, and like you said, polar opposites. It, it, it seemed like almost every game last season, I was expecting at least 25 points from DeMar and Zach. 25 to 30 each. And this, again, this this time it's just like, well, we're lucky if we get 25 from Zach this this, this season, right? But I, I think the biggest, the most important thing for, for the money is that Zach is not clutch. And he's he just has not proven that he's clutch. No, it, it's not that he's not. Well, I mean, yeah, he's not clutch, Rick. But you know what it is, too, as well? It's the, it's the fact that the Bulls, or not the Bulls, but Zach Levine is not a jump shooter. That's what it is. Yes, he got paid that money to to take his shots or everything like that, but Zach Levine came into this league as a slasher. And yes, some players do yeah. come in and prove their jump shot, do this and do that. But Zach, Le- <clears throat> Zach Levine's form as a jump shooter is not a great form. And he mm-hmm. wants to be that guy. He wants to be this new age. But and I wouldn't mind that. But if he takes better shots, you know what, you know what page he needs to take out of? The page of DeMar DeRozan and create a mid-range. I don't care what he is. I know a three is more worth than twos, but if you're constantly scoring twos and the rest of the league are shooting threes and they don't make it that well, like if you shoot low 40% as a three, but you're yeah. equivalent as a 50, 60%, close to a 60% shooting team from the mid range and scoring and getting two points and probably going to the hoop, you're more effective that way than shooting threes. Yeah. So it's, at- it's kind of like I, I'm looking at the box scores. I think I've seen the Celtics game. He was six for 20. The Bucks game, he's six for 17. Yeah, it's 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 mind boggling that I know you want to be a shooter, but my guy, you're not a shooter. You're a slasher. <laughs> you're yeah. you're a guy that needs to go to the hoop, get these contact fouls, get a foul, go to the lane. That's your style of play, my guy. That's yes, another improve thing. Improve your mid range. 
That's another that's thing. It. Like he's not getting these fouls. He's not going to the line enough. I don't like at least with DeMar with that mid-range shot that you're talking about. Not only is he getting points, not, not only is he getting 25 plus points every game, he's getting fouled. He's getting his points at the free throw. At the free throw line. Like, like if like you said, he's not the three-point shooter, right? Like maybe it'll open it up for <sighs> Vooch at this point, honestly, him or Kobe and, and, White. But, and it, but you're absolutely right. And yes, Vooch, Vooch can occasionally hit those threes, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. It opens up the floor for everybody else. Because what does everybody do if Damar and Zach Levine are crashing the boards and making mm-hmm. mid-range shots? What does it create? Open opportunity and open space for everybody that can hit three-pointers. A la Vucevic. Maybe Kobe White here and there, right? Yep. And the occasional, you know, Alex Caruso, maybe even Terry, maybe even, you know, maybe all the players yeah. that are coming out of the bench too as well, Kobe, uh, Io DeSumo. Maybe every once in a while they can have their opportunity but for a wide open three because if I'm not mistaken, I may not be mm-hmm. – I know the game of basketball. I haven't played it in a very high level, but I know the well, game of basketball. But I know it's a lot easier shooting a jump shot with Eric nobody Hoops, in front of you than with somebody in your face. Eric Coops. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, 100%. I agree, Jose. I mean, you're, you're you know you're 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 Tony basketball. That's right. Um, you just tell him, Rick. <laughs> tell him, Rick. Rick knows all the all the nicknames. Um, what do, I mean, you agree with Eric? Like, does does Zach Levine need to take a new approach to his game? Does he need to stop shooting from three to open the floor to another guy? Do the do the does does Karnasovas need to go into the off season? And get a a, a three point shooter, someone who is one hundred percent going to be able to open the floor for both Zach and Demar these next three years. It won't hurt if he changes his game a little bit, because Eric is right. He did come into this league more of a slasher, of a dunker, of one of those uh, energy guys type. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't a star when he was first drafted to Minnesota. He was he was a role player. Mm-hmm. He developed a jump shot. And he, you know, because he because he was already explosive, and you started to see him shoot these threes, and he was getting consistent at it. He, he is the player that he is today, right? Or at least at least it, it war- it's the reason why he was warranted that money that he got, right? Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't hurt if he did change it up a little bit. My thing is, if you're Zach Levine, you need to slow down. Just slow down. The reason why he's jacking up threes and trying to get and trying to get his box score up is because he's mm-hmm. trying to. I guess Phil, Phil, that he's trying to show us why he got that money. He's trying to yeah. play to that standard. Don't do that. You got the money already. It's yours. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you, Eric, or not, or I say. It doesn't matter what we say, right? Mm-hmm. You need to go out there, Zach Levine. You need to play the way you know how to play. Slow it down. Become more of a slasher again. If if that's hurting your knee, then okay, I get it. Then then yeah, switch it up. Become yeah. that mid range guy. But you have he has the skill set to do it. Um, it maybe you know what, Demar Rosen, because because he's such a reliable option, it's easy for the Bulls to go to him. Yeah, right? whenever they're in a pinch, it's easy for him to go to get to that. I think Zach Levine needs to be that guy. If he wants to prove anything, if he, if he wants 100%. to get his if he wants to get his confidence up, he needs to work on being that guy that that scores when they need him to score. Look, Derrick Rose in his MVP year. I remember Stacey King in that broadcast. It's MVP time. Whenever it was fourth yeah. quarter, everybody in that stadium knew where that ball is going. Everybody. And they, and they couldn't stop it. And they couldn't stop it. If you're Zach Levine, develop a game to where you know where your spots are. 
to you know what you're you're you're, you're great at. And be that guy for the Bulls in the fourth quarter. Even if you're, even if you're, if you play like crap, the first three. Mm-hmm. When it's fourth mm-hmm. quarter, when it's MVP time, that's where you need to show up. That, and especially if you're getting paid that much money. And that's funny. You say MVP time. He's not even an All Star. So it's kind of like, <laughs> eh, like you get what I'm saying though. Time? But because of because of Derrick Rose, that's MVP time. Fourth quarter, Derrick was that. legit. I, I I understand that. And sometimes yep. that's how some players make their names in this league. Yeah. And I get yeah. that. But again, a player like Zach Levine, who barely cracks the top 30, you need to have a better all-around game. Right. That's and, what I'm and, saying. And and if you don't have that, then you're just a regular, shregular guy who just got paid, and that's about it. I wouldn't mind. I, I mean, I, it's it's not switching up his game. It's going back to his game, guys. It's not switching. It's mm-hmm. going back to what Zach Levine was made of. And, and that's going to the hoop. But you're asking him. But you're asking him to do something that he that he may not be able to do anymore, Eric. That's the issue. Remember mm-hmm. the, the reason why his the reason why he got his ACL tear in the first place because he was playing at that level, That's same as Derrick Rose was. Yes. yes, but 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 to counter that, even him tearing, even after him tearing his ACL, oh, I almost got a cramp on my hamstring. Even, <laughs> even, <laughs> even Eric is about ACL, to go down. <laughs> that's what he was still doing, Jose. No, afterwards, in the reason contest, bro. No. After after the ACL there. tear, but, but after the ACL tear, that's when he started to develop a jump shot because he knew he couldn't play the same way anymore. Okay, yeah. but with the jump shot that, but you can still still have that same game, and yet still create your jump shot. You can still be you and still go and still broaden up your game. He just yeah. broadened up his game just for the sake of it, just to see if it works, and it hasn't yet since he's been here. It, it, he, like I said, he needs to slow it down. Slow it down. I, I think me and Eric are both basically saying the same thing. But yeah. what, what, what needs to happen is he needs to see it for himself, and he needs to slow it down and not just take Ill- illegitimate shots just because he thinks he can. Just because you make, just because you make Kevin Durant money doesn't mean you're Kevin Durant. Like me, <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Yo, this cramp. Yeah, could you? Hurt. <laughs> can you imagine? That's karma. Right? <laughs> uh, could you right, imagine if he good. was a Kevin Durant type player? Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be great. It's supposed but, to be. But, but looking at the playoffs last year, double teaming Demar in the mid range, right? If they both develop that, you can't double team both of them in the mid range. Can you imagine just Demar trying to go in the mid range, gets double teamed, bam, pass it off to to Zach, yeah. quick two. There you go. There, you know, like that. That's kind of what. Like you said, that's where he has to develop his game. That's where he has to slow it down, realize that. And I, and I think maybe it has to do with that ACL. I don't injury, know. Where, like, he, where he doesn't. Mm-mm. You don't think so? No, because it, the thing is, if, if we're like, we're all asking Zach to switch up his game. If mm-hmm. Zach can't see that, you know who else is, you know, who is supposed to see that? Mm-hmm. Their coach. Hey, the coach. The yeah. coach. And the, co- I, I, the coach. I seriously, th- I seriously think the coach is the issue. Believe it or not. Really? I don't think, I don't think Billy Donovan is that guy. I don't think he's the guy. But you have talent on this team. He needs to be – I guess Zach Levine is the star, the player. But if you're yeah. coach, Zach, this isn't working. You need to switch it up. You need to be that voice in his ear. And if he can't yeah. do that, then he can't be here. I, I, I don't want to disagree with you. but I mean, I don't <laughs> want to agree with you, but I also don't want to disagree with you either. Because it's kind of it's like, like you're, you're going somewhere and you're right, but it's kind of like – it's 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 still not ready for that development of is Billy Donovan the right coach for this job? It's getting there. It's and, getting and, there. But again, yeah. you're not yeah. right. But you're you're you you don't sound wrong either. 
<laughs> Eric's like, God, he, he, he it's, I, it's I like schematic. It's like schematic. Because it's not just Levine. It's it's where you put Vooch on the floor. It's it's how you're developing Patrick Williams. You have younger guys like Kobe White and uh Ayo Dusumu and Dalen Terry, guys yep. who can be developed. But you yep. but you gotta but you gotta have you gotta you gotta cater to their strengths. And right now the way the way they're playing is not doing that for either one of the guys I just mentioned. And 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 but the real problem is the, the real root of this problem is, though, even though Billy Donovan can't find these players in the right place, I don't think the players know what is the right place outside of DeMar DeRozan. Because right. we know from, from, from inside in, from, from the mid-range on in, DeMar DeRozan is a beast. Yep. But Vooch is a center that wants to shoot. Zach Levine is a slasher that wants to shoot. Mm-hmm. Sumu is a player that we still don't know who he really is. Yeah. We could say the same thing about Patrick Williams, too, as well. We kind of don't know what kind of player he is. It, it's kind of like, you're again, you're right, Jose, but there's more to it. You can't be faithful and unfaithful. You got to be one or the other, okay? I'm right. You can't be right <laughs> or wrong, Eric. I'm I, right. I don't know, man. Right. I, I, look, I, I just, again, Christmas, give it, give it, to, the, give it to the new year. And we will see this Bulls team for the really for what they really are, and it just it's kind of like I I I want mm-hmm. to be there with you, but I see these players and not knowing what they really are as basketball players. Is Vuj going to be inside out? Is he going to be inside because he's dominant going inside? It's all coaching. We just know buddy. he can't defend. It's all he's coaching. dominant yeah. going inside. He can yeah. get you double doubles. He also, can get you, he can hit you the occasional three, but it it seems more he likes to be more on the outside and not be mm-hmm. that physical guy and the down and down low. He does not. Yeah, he does not want to be physical at all. Like you saw that last season too, and he's he's getting a little bit better. But I mean, he's still not that guy. It's just, he's, it's, he's not it's, a Joe Kim Noah. It's it's like, but it's all it's coaching. A, it's, that's all coaching. You you can't expect the players to come in and want to be and want to do what they want to do. You gotta be you gotta be coach. Get someone like Greg Popovich. You ain't gonna you're you're, you're not gonna want to play the style that you want. He's not gonna allow you to. He's gonna let you. He's gonna make you play the style he wants you to that he thinks you're best for. And that's what's gonna and that's what they need. They need that type of structure in that yeah, lineup. Yeah, but also at the same time, like you say, you kind of have to not cater to the players, but you kind of the, no, the no, players no. kind of have to like you cater to your star players, Eric. The superstar players you cater to. You cater to LeBron oh, James in that and Cleveland case, Cavaliers. In that case, then everybody you cater to Kevin Durant and Golden State or team. Oklahoma City yeah. Thunder. You don't you don't cater to anybody on this team. Not yeah, one yeah, player. You don't cater to anybody. This team has nobody. Legit, listen, but if they yes. don't, then it's a player issue instead of a coaching issue. It's both. Yeah, I would if agree. If the coach can't do that, then who else? Uh, I'm starting to I'm starting to be a believer, and that's that's why you're Tony Basketball man. You, tell you him, got tell all the Rick. right stuff. Tell him, Rick. <laughs> how how, how is Tony Basketball? If you literally almost agree with everything that I just said, no, you agree um, with me, buddy. But you, you, that's why you're Eric Hoops, right? Eric, Eric Hoops, Hoops and Tony, Tony basketball. basketball. There you go. The Hoops and Basketball podcast that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that was uh, actually one more question. What's up with with Caruso? He, he, I feel like he is a leader on this team, but he's coming off the bench. I mean, is it is it like time to maybe start him over Io, or or is it okay come him coming off the bench? What do you guys think about that? There's a reason for it. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I would try it. I would try it. Um, uh, I I think the reason why they have Caruso coming off the bench <laughs> is because they know that second unit. Needs somebody like him. You can't play the entire game, so it's like so. So then you kind of 
they know, okay, if you're going to start off, I would assume at least we have the Rose in Levine, Vooch there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, he's a younger guy, but you can't have him leading the secondary unit when, when they, when that, when that, at least that unit needs somebody like Caruso to, to Good run point. the offense. You know what I mean? Good point. Yeah, but I know. That's, I, that, that, that's probably the main reason why. But even then, so, I mean, you still have a player like an Andre Drummond that could probably fill in that Alex Caruso role too as well. Yeah. It may not be the same the same energizer bunny on defensive end who could play both roles on, on that one, but at least it's a guy who's been a multiple all-star, who's been around the league very well and, and yeah. knows the game as well as Alex Caruso does too. It's just, I, I, I mean... I'd rather have Alex Caruso on the, on, on the second squad than I do in the starting lineup. Because no matter what, even if you do start Alex Caruso, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say Lonzo Ball comes back. It's still going to be the same thing. He's still going to rely going back to the bench anyways, regardless of the fact. And But it's a wrinkle that I would try, though. I'm not going to lie. It's a wrinkle that I would try just to see how it works, but I know it's going to end in disaster. Yeah, and that's kind of what, what I think, too. I think it's worth a try. I think it's worth a try to get him out there with the starters, but like you guys said, it's like he, he needs to lead it and for, for Dragic can also kind of lead it or Drummond, right? Like they can, they, they have that veteran presence come off, but I just figured like, why not try it? I always been kind of very underwhelming so far. So why not try with Caruso? So, um, Hey guys, quick question. Yeah. You guys got anything on the bulls or I'm sorry. Did you have a quick question? You said, Eric. Yeah, but go ahead. We'll finish. We'll finish the bull segment. Then I'll give you guys the question. All right, yeah. You guys got anything else on uh, the Bulls? Nope. All right, go ahead. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that's kind of what it's looking that's like. That's more right of now. a statement. I, I don't know if that's a question, but it's more <laughs> of a statement. It was a statement. They're not making the playoffs? They're not making the playoffs? Uh, I, this, I, I can agree. we make the playoffs? I, I, I agree. Right, the way they're playing right now, hell no, they're not making the playoffs. Not one no. bit. No. no way. No way. No way. All right, Eric. What is your question, Eric? Hoops with the no, question. No, that, that was it, wasn't it? But the thing is, no, what no, I real, no, 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 no. But, but real quick though, believe it or not, I won't be surprised if they turn it around and maybe make a push towards the playoffs because they do have the talent to do it. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I'm just maybe maybe I'm just toxic. I don't I don't know. I've been, I've been <laughs> able to. It, it is. You just can't let go. <laughs> no, I just the thing is, they have enough talent to do it. Yeah, they just they just gotta they got they gotta get their heads out their own ass basically. That's it. I, yeah, I I, I want to say the only reason why we still believe, or at least I still believe, is just depending on the impact that Lonzo Ball brings with this team. Because remember when Lonzo Ball was in this team, the Bulls were what last year? Uh, they were, were number one, number one in the exactly. East. They were the number one, one team in the East for a yep. reason. Because Lonzo yep. Ball gave that that team the offense efficiency to be that team that was in first place. So I, I get where Jose's coming from, but at, at the moment right now, I don't think they're making the playoffs, even with Lonzo coming back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Eric, what is the question? Oh, yeah, the question. Hey, how are they? We're like, hello. My bad. Um, <laughs> when, when, when do you stop eating chicken when it turns too cold? Because I had this chicken for the EAFP podcast, and, you know, I got into the, into the podcast that I forgot that I had food down here. <laughs> and it's literally a whole chicken. Like how how like how cold does it have to be before it goes bad? Uh like well, freezing cold, I think. You know, I, I've I've ran my fair share of restaurants, right? <laughs> so I do have I do have my food handlers 
my surf safe, right? Which expires next year, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so after, after it's cooked and it loses the temp that it's supposed to be at, right? It does start to develop bacteria. Wow. So, so you know. let's just put it like it was cooked yesterday and then I reheated oh, in the microwave and then I ate a little <laughs> bit during the podcast and now it's cold. Like, is it still good to eat or like, or salmonella is like, waiting to like happen how if cold? I do like eat cold it. to the touch? No, 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 no. So I just let it no. just like sit here during the podcast and no, like, like it just cooled down. No, after, you're fine. You know, if, if, it was fine. if it was cooked yesterday, but refrigerated overnight, you should be fine. But if you leave it out for hours, yeah. then yeah, you, there, there might be an issue. No, but, no, no. no. Yeah. I'm just saying because like I said. Newborn illnesses is, are legit. No, yeah, no. I reheated it. It's just again, like I just let it sit out again, getting it cold the way it is right now, and I, I am in this situation right now to whether or not if I should eat this again or not. <laughs> no, you're fine. You won't get food. you won't get chicken COVID. It's good. Um, chicken COVID. Let's let's move on from the sea red segment into our final segment of the show. Okay. Let's go into. Four stars of the week. Jose hit that overlay. Yes, sir. Let's go. Oh, yeah. And Jose's gone. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to read Jack's real this quick. This has been the best part of the podcast so far, him being gone. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> so we know, what, we, we, know, we know what Eric's uh, uh, star of the week. It's going to the overlay. Yeah, boy, it's a chicken. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to read It's Jack's... going to this chicken. That's what it's going to. <laughs> I got to make these overlays smaller. I didn't realize how big they were. Yeah, oh no, it looks good though. It does look good. It's nice. Um, good job. Who did that? You, you know it, man. Come on, brother. No, I no I surprise. Yeah, to- Tony like Overlay. It. Tony Overlay. Tony Overlay, yes. <laughs> Tony Overlay. Thank you. I like it. It just you just kind of need to switch out that that last player to the left. And no, no, no. Good team on there, there. Look, there's nobody there's nobody in the Cubs worth putting on there right now. Yeah. Whoa, uh, whoa, uh, whoa. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Maybe did I just see a Joe Alonzo sign on WWE SmackDown? What? Um, I'm going to read Jack's first star of the week. He said it's going to go to Trevor Simeon's oblique and not having to put Bears fans through four quarters of Nathan Peterman trying to break his own record for most interceptions in a game. (laughs) So shout out. First star of the week goes to Simeon's uh, oblique for uh, feeling a little bit better (laughs) after warmups. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, Jose, who you got? For the second star of the week. Second star of the week. Oof. I always, you know, every every week so far I've been going with Justin Fields. Now I can't. I, now I can't. Now yeah, I can't be right, going with Justin right. Fields because um, he hasn't been playing. Well, I mean, you can if you want to predict. But I got one. Future, knowing that, you know, that without Justin Fields, this Bears team, they finally have their quarterback. So it's kind of <laughs> like, you know. I got one. Now. But I got That's one. True. But I got one. My second star of the week goes to Jose Abreu for finally leaving that wretched team. Oh, the Chicago White Sox and going to a winner to an absolute oh. champion in the Houston oh, Astros, Jose Abreu. You've done the smartest thing anybody could ever do, and you Jack. left. You're gone. And, you got out of there. You got, you got out of the White Sox organization. You got out of that toxicity. He knew they weren't going anywhere. He gave up on the team, and if Jose Abreu gave up on the team, a guy who's been there through the darkest times and what should have been the, the lighter times, if he got out of there, then you should too, Black Sox fans. Get out while you still can. Go Cubs, oh, go. No. Let's go, Eric. What's your third star, baby? I mean, Let's go. I think we should just end it there, bro, because I don't think my star can just over it. I, I don't think it doesn't even matter at this point. 24 star, baby. 
I should have I should have gone with Tony Baseball last because that was that was too good. No, 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 no. There's one thing I'll never be called as Tony Baseball. And I'm okay with it. Okay? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean it's hard to top that one because you're right. Apparently they like to celebrate a guy who wins an MVP for 60 games instead of 162. But you know I digress on that part too as well. Um, oh no, Jack and John it, are gonna. Just, yeah, I know. It, 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 I just I just don't like the fact that neither of the Sox guys are here for me to hear to say right. that. But I want to say it to their face how, though. They're in a better position than the Cubs right now, but you know whatever the case may be. <laughs> um, so you guys know for the last couple of weeks I've been shouting out you know my community college going for mm-hmm. the girls for the national team. And last week I shout out you know our rival community college, our rivals that went on there, but. I gotta congratulate them again. They're my start. They won nationals. They won the whole thing uh, last Let's week um, in Arizona. Uh, the only reason why is because one of one of my close friends, one of my close soccer buddies, uh, he's the coach of, of the team, and he's from the same same uh, area that I grew up in. So, hey, shout out to to Carlos Victor, who's the the goalie coach as well. They won they won the whole thing last week. Congratulations to them. I'm going to reach out to them, see if they want to hop on him and my coach see, for the EAFP podcast and talk a little football in their journey. So football. we'll go over that one right there. So my uh, Prairie State College guys, uh, congratulations on winning nationals. Love it. Love it. Good for them. Congratulations to them. Hopefully they, they, they hop on that EAFP podcast, talk some soccer with you. All right. Last star of the week. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn, but I think – I think I'm going to go with Montgomery on this one. David Montgomery gets the fourth star of the week for his, his just, just the toughness that he continues to show week in week out for the bears team who is struggling right now. Um, you know, obviously we, we, we see Justin Fields and, and how he's going to be the quarterback of the future, but we still got to like give props to what Monty's been doing the last four or five years on this team. And he just, he's still, he's still the same guy that he was his, his rookie year when he was you know playing in games. He's still, just shedding tackles, getting yard, you know, getting in the end zone. So fourth star of the week goes to him for his performance. I was torn between him and him and Sanborn, but I just another, another like tough, tough game from Dave Montgomery. And I need to recognize him for it. So fourth star of the week goes to Dave Montgomery for sure. Not bad. Not bad. Just Jose got the best one on all of us though. I'm not going to lie. That, that one was <laughs> a good one. Now, like I said, it was hard to top that one. We should have saved it for last if you knew he was going to go with that one. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think we're gonna do that. We're gonna rate which one's the best one. Keep it as the fourth one <laughs> for sure. The best for um, last, for sure. I'll, I'll give credit what credit is due. Good job, Jose. Good job. Tony Phil, Tony Baseball. Um, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not, bro. Definitely not that one. Twenty four star, baby. Twenty four star. I love that. I love that. All right, boys. You guys got anything else for uh, this week's episode of Big League Chicago before we sign off out of here? No, uh, yeah, no. yeah. The Bears, Bears are going to beat the Packers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Justin Fields play. Bears are going to beat the Packers. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, you guys got Eric's prediction for it. Um, thank you guys for joining us on Big League Chicago, brought to you by Star Six Media. Also, we've got a bunch of other podcasts. Go check out EAFP with Eric. He's going over all the World Cup action on the daily. Go check out Only Football. Stay tuned for Only Football. Actually, while me and Kyle finish off this Monday night game as a live stream and talk about what week was it 12 12 as, as uh, what, what's happening in week 12 uh, stay tuned for JCA sports on Wednesday sports strip live. You got Jose and his brother, Ricky going over WWE UFC, all the bloody sports you guys love. And then stay <laughs> tuned uh, later this week as well for three up three down and slot shot. 
hockey podcast with Alex, Ross, and Jack. We've got all the shows. Yeah, we not slap shot, slot shot. They should have called it five hole. That would have been easier to remember. Oh, the five five hole would have been good. Five Five um, we're gonna create another one. We're gonna rival theirs. Um (laughs) so so, thank you guys for joining us. Go check out all the the shortest podcast in this damn media production for sure. Like I'm going five hole. All right, guys. Thank you for uh, thank you thank you for watching. All right, guys, thank you for watching. Yeah, thanks. See ya. Uh hockey's cool. Uh bye. Uh what did Chance the Rapper say? (laughs) Like they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he's on Saturday Night Live. I love it. Um, but, yeah, go check out all the podcast live streams. We Go check out, go check us out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on Twitch, uh, Facebook. We're everywhere. Where I think we're going to get a Twitter here soon. Um, so I put in the paperwork with Twitter uh, and Elon Musk. And we're going to get a company Tesla as well. So go check us out there and everything. Uh, that means we got to pay for that blue check mark, don't we now? Hey, we're going to get it. I know. But it, we're going to get that blue check mark. Imagine how cool it would to. be to have like a Star Six Media blue check mark Twitter account now. That is well. You can pay yeah, for it. Well. I mean, two bucks out of everybody is not that bad, right? That's not that bad. No, it's not, it's not that, bad, that bad. Elon, you son of a bitch. Um, but all right. Uh, well, <laughs> we will see you guys next time. See ya.